So we're just going to pray us in really fast. Um, yeah. Jesus, I just thank you um, just for every person you've brought here tonight. Um, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you just come in this room and fill this space right now. Um, just open our hearts and open our minds and open our ears to just receiving all you have to pour out on us, God. Um, yeah, just, I just pray for open hearts and open minds to just go deeper with you tonight and just experience something new. Um, yeah, guys, and I encourage you guys to come here with an open heart. Um, forget about all the worries, um, whether it's school, work, sports, and just come here with an open heart. Remember that God's got a plan for your life. And if you're sitting in your seat right now and don't really believe that he's got a plan, then the fact that I'm standing here and telling you this is part of God's plan. So believe it. So um, Holy Spirit, I ask that you come and just fill this room right now. Um, and just really um, prepare us for a great message uh, from a man of God, um, John tonight. Um, he's going to bring it down and uh, fill him up. And uh, speak to him and through him, um, and that um, you encourage us and uh, keep us down the right path. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. All right, well, will you guys stand as we worship? So we introduced this one last week, and um, no pun intended, but it is a very lively song for a live. So um, I encourage you guys just to really focus on what the words, this song is full of powerful declarations of what the Lord's done for us. So I encourage you guys just to press in as we worship. All right, let's do this.
glory now realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are
thank you that you're everywhere that we are. And I thank you that you came to our rescue and you saved us from this world. And so, Father, I just thank you that you move in just miraculous and amazing ways. And I just thank you for what you've put on my brother John's heart tonight. Lord, may you be glorified with all that we are. May our world be changed forever by your love, by your glory and your majesty. We love you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen. You guys can take a seat. What's up, guys? Thank you for coming out tonight. Man, can we give the worship band round one more round of applause? They're having a ton of sound tech issues like two minutes before you walked in. So uh, sometimes things go easy and sometimes it's more difficult. But man, thank you for coming out. My name is Ryan Otto. I'm blessed to be the college pastor here of Alive. We're from the Vineyard Church. And uh, man, we have an exciting night tonight. Um, we're going to continue through our journey through the book of Acts. And uh, if you were here last week, um, we started, we kind of looked at Acts chapter 1. And Acts is a very interesting book because it's really the story after the story, but it's still a part of the story, if that makes sense at all. It doesn't really make sense to me either. But um, <laughs> it's Acts is about when Jesus went back to heaven and what did these 12 ragtag disciples that spent the last three years with Jesus do with their lives. And it's just amazing story after story about how God uses these disciples who became friends, became apostles, and changed the world. So we looked a little bit at Acts 1, and uh, we're going to look a little more at Acts 1. And then we kind of have a surprise that I think was already talked about a little bit, but I'm going to get into that in a second. So I have, um, I'm going to open, if you want to open up your Bibles with me. And I lost my spot. I love how God works, and sometimes things are planned out, um, and sometimes they're not. So I kind of had a whole message planned um, that I'm going to try to share, like, literally in five minutes, if that's possible, um, because God has some other things in, pl in, in store and planned that I didn't know about, but I'm very thankful. So real quick, just to finish up Acts 1, I'm going to start reading um, where we left off. I'm, actually, I'm going to start on verse 4. And I have four points that I really feel like God wants us to know before we go forward that I think are important. So check this. On one occasion, while, we, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates that my father has, has set up by his authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. And after, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their, from their sight. They were looking intensely up, up, up at the sky as, as he was going up, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken up into heaven 
will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. And before we go forward, guys, I just feel like these four points were so important that God wanted us to know. And the Holy Spirit is a gift. The Father says, or Jesus said, wait for the gift that my Father has promised. And sometimes we hear the word Holy Spirit and we get excited or we get scared. But I think God wants us to know that, one, he's a gift. And number two is, we, 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 will, we were baptized with water, right? Some of us were baptized in infants. Some of us has been baptized in water at the vineyard, which we love, which is coming up again in a couple months. But Jesus says he's going to baptize us with the power of the Holy Spirit, that he literally left earth so the Holy Spirit would come and live within us. That's why Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, in us, is also in us, but in heaven. But we're baptized with power by the Holy Spirit. Number three, that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes onto you. That we will receive power to do things and become things that we never thought we could do by ourselves. I love in John 15, it says that we can do nothing without Jesus, but with Jesus, we can do everything. Well, how do we do everything when Jesus is in heaven? It's by the power of his Holy Spirit that lives within us. I love Romans 8, 11. It says that same, the same power that lived within Jesus, that raised him from the dead, lives within us. Do we believe that? The Holy Spirit is a gift that we are baptized we come to life in him and that his power lives within us. And number four is this. This probably is my favorite. Jesus will come back. I just want to say that again. Jesus will come back. I'm going to say that again. Jesus will come back. Jesus will come back. Like, literally, Jesus is coming back to this earth. And here's the amazing thing, that he already lives within us. He lives in Kundai. He lives in John. He lives in Jamie. He lives in Anna. He lives in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. But there is a reality when Jesus is coming back. And I hope I'm alive to see that. Because he's literally coming back. Everything's going to stop. All the papers, all the bills, all the politics. My, my boss Mike's going to stop telling me what to do. Because guess what? Jesus is back and he can't fire me anymore. Amen. Look at that. <laughs> Every time Mike comes out. Can we give Mike Yoder a round of applause, guys? Mike Yoder in the house. He came out to check up on me. I told him things might get crazy tonight, so he figured he better come to make sure the church doesn't get sued or something like that. But, um, but man, hey, you know what? I just felt like we're going to move on. I'm going to get out of here. But, like, these points are, are powerful. Yeah, snap that if you want with your phones. Go ahead. Snap that picture because here, here's the thing. I believe it's powerful that we need to know the Holy Spirit is a gift. That when, when we say, Holy Spirit, God, come into our lives, things happen. Healings take place. We do things that we can never do by ourselves. And that Jesus is coming back. Man, Jesus is coming back. When things are hard and we feel like everything's like going against us, just say that. Jesus is coming back. Like, I don't know about you, but that lights me up. That one day we're going to see him face to face. He's not a myth. He's not a legend. He's a real man. He's a real person. He hears us. He, he, he hears us when we cry out to him. Man, he's coming back. Man, I got excited. I was from Cleveland when LeBron James came back. can only imagine what it's like when Jesus is coming back. You guys got excited when Lovey Smith came. Man, what is it going to be like when Jesus comes? 
Let's go. Man, so, all right, so now story time. So I was preparing this talk and this message, what was supposed to be a whole service. There it is. Hope you liked it. Um, <laughs> amen. Good night. Thanks for coming. No, I'm just joking. Um, so we're, we want to go through the book of Acts, right? We want to, every spring semester, we want to say, we went through a book of the Bible. Well, the reality is, I, want, I hope you guys come along on this journey with us. I hope you're reading Acts. I saw Carol was reading it the other day. I hope you're reading through the book with us. So Acts has 28 chapters in it. So I'm like, how are we going to get through the book of Acts? You know, by the end of the semester, we have like 16 weeks of the semester. So I'm doubling up on chapters. Okay, well, this person's going to talk, you know, Acts chapter 3 and 4, and there's just a lot of content, a lot of information. So we're going to have March 29th, our senior uh, leader, Diane Lehman, is going to come and speak to us again. Who was here last time Di came? Do you guys remember that last spring? It was a crazy awesome night. Well, she's coming back. Get ready for that. And so I felt like God said she's supposed to speak on March 29th. And so I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm lining up our speakers and, and figuring out the whole schedule for the semester. And, I, and so I'm like, well, if I do every chapter, she, that would make her speaking on March 1st. And we have an awesome More Love, More Power conference coming up there. If you haven't heard about that, you should sign up. Uh, college students get 50% off. See Daniel Goulet. Like that plug, bro? I didn't even plan that. Um, <laughs> so, um, but so I was like, that's not going to work. And, you know, we don't, you know, when I say I hear God, it wasn't like an audible voice. But it was just something as I've grown and walked with him for about 12 years now, I've learned to recognize his voice. Do I always hear him correctly? Heck no. If anyone says they do, that's a red flag. Don't listen to him. But we, we live by faith, not by sight. And I really felt like she was supposed to speak on March 29th. So then I'm trying, and, and my buddy John, he, I, he comes up to, I go up to him in the, in the fall, and he's a senior. He's such a loyal, faithful servant. He's been a part of Alive before it was even called Alive, when it was a different ministry. And, man, this guy's a senior in his last semester. And ever since I've known him, a year and a half ago, he just serves. He just a ser- has a servant's heart. If anyone knows him, he would take his shirt off his back in a, in a winter cold storm and give it to you if you needed it. He just loves so radically. Honestly, one of the truest men of God that I know because he lives it when no one's looking. I'm just, I'm a better man because I know this guy. And, and I went up to him and I was like, John, I really want to honor you. I, I really feel like you're supposed to speak. He's never had a chance to speak it alive. And I said, so why don't you look at Acts over Christmas break, pray about when you're supposed to speak and let me know. So we're all at Passion, you know, the Passion Conference in Georgia. And he comes up to me. He's like, hey, Rye. And he kind of has a smile. And I'm like, oh, great. And and he's like, all right, I feel like God wants me to speak on Acts chapter 2. And I'm like kind of like gently, like nicely, oh, that's nice. And thinking inside, no way. Are you speaking on Acts chapter 2? One, I'll get feedback from it because it's too close in the semester, beginning of the semester. Um, and two, like, that's nice, John, but no, not, not Acts chapter 2. I didn't tell him that, though. I'm just like, okay, thanks, bud. You know, and, and, and so we're worshiping at Passion and, and, you know, and I just look over to him and he's on his knees just worshiping, worshiping the Lord. And I just feel, again, this gentle whisper in my soul, Rye, let him speak. I'm like, God, no. I know Daniel's going to give me feedback and say, Rye, you shouldn't have him speak this soon. Like, you got to speak. You're the pastor. You know, Mike's coming to make sure I do my job because I get paid to do this. Right? Well, you can't let him speak on that. Right. Let him speak. And I'm like, God, all right. So I went up to him. and I just had this faith in me like, all right, John, you're meant to speak, man. I trust you. Let's do this thing. So 
I thought he was going to speak next week. We have encounter night at the church, and normally these nights are all, like just worship nights. We don't have a normal talk. It looks a little different. So we're going to have him speak the week after encounter night. But really, like, that's four weeks into the semester, and we need to, like, you know, get going if we're going to get through this book, right? So then I just felt like the Lord again. Last night, I'm working on my sermon at my, at my desk in my office at home, and uh, I just felt, again, the gent- gentle knock in my heart. And we're reading this book called Culture of Honor, and it says, we don't want to have a mindset where we think of earth to heaven, but we want to have the mindset of thinking heaven to earth. And sometimes when we have that mindset, it looks radical. It looks different. It looks like when God really gives you something on your, on your heart to do that's of him, usually I get a little nervous and scared. And my mind right goes to, well, what is this person going to think? Or this person going to think? What is this person going to say? And I say all this to say, God said, let John speak tomorrow. And then I was, at first I was like, no, no way. We, like, this is like last night. I have a talk already prepared. I haven't even talked to John about this. Let, let him speak tomorrow. And so then John and I are talking dialogue. I don't even bring this up. And I don't even think he realized what he said. But we're talking. He's like, well, Rye, you know, I can speak tomorrow night if you want me to. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, 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 like, and I don't think he even, like, thought I would consider this. Like, we have preaching practice that I make everyone go to, even the famous Kate Irwin. If Mike comes and speaks, he's got to go through it. We all go through it. John's the only one that, like, literally is not go, not have gone through that. That's why Mike came. But, uh, <laughs> but um, his, John's parents are here. If, you know, he needs help, they're going to bail him out. But, you know. <laughs> but, you know, so literally, and he's like, Ryan, you're going to let me? And I'm like, literally, you know, I don't know if you guys remember the story when John the Baptist was in his mother's womb and Mary came and walked. And, like, it says he, he literally leaped in his mother's womb because of the presence of Jesus. And literally when John's like, I'll speak tomorrow, there is something inside me that like, it sounds weird, but like I got like giddy inside. I was like, I was like, what? Like, this is going to be crazy. I'm going to get feedback from Daniel, but I don't care. <laughs> Love you, Daniel. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, like I just felt the presence on it. You know, I just felt God in it. And like, I want to partner and I want us to be a people. Sorry, I'm starting to preach. I'm going to get out of the way soon. Like, I want us to partner with what God's doing. Because when God breathes on something, when God says move, turn right, go left, whatever it is, like, it's going to work out. And it's going to work out better than we can do it by ourselves. And like, and like, you're going to get nervous. You're going to get scared. I'm sure John got nervous when I was like, all right, bro, I'm with you. You ready for tomorrow? <laughs> but the amazing thing is, then I look at the calendar and I say, wait, if John speaks tomorrow, and then I speak on, you know, Acts chapter 3, and I just narrow it down to one chapter a week. Guess what week Acts chapter 10 fell on? March 29th. You guys remember the story about Di? I felt like she was supposed to speak on March 29th, but she wanted to speak on Acts chapter 10. See how things just work out and line up when we just surrender and say, not my will, but your will? So I say all that to say, that's a long introduction for this guy, but he, he deserves it, and it's worth it. Put your hands together for John Urban, who's going to bring the word. Acts chapter 2. God, let's go. Have fun, bro. You need to stand. What's up? What's up, guys? Gabe, is it cool if I borrow your stand? All right. I think, I think that's a yes. So... Ryan gave me, like, this huge introduction, and so I think, like, God's going to really need to make my talk a lot better than it is just because of the introduction, but 
one of the things like I want, uh, yeah, I'm pulling up my notes and stuff. I'm also kind of a pacer, so I might be like swaying back and forth. That's just who I am. Every speech teacher has already tried to tell me not to, and um, it hasn't worked yet. So <laughs> I'll still sway. And okay, I, I'm so excited to. Uh, I'm so excited to talk to you, but one thing, like, I want to do just before, like, honestly, like, just speaking to Ryan, like, Ryan, thank you for giving me the opportunity, because there's not that many people who would, like, totally change their plans, like, the night before, and, like, even, like, what, like, like, I just even put it in my notes, like, God honors, like, when you trust him with little things like this, and, like, the, like, trust that you've, like, bestowed in, like, the Holy Spirit and in God, like, will, like, God, does, God sees that and God values it and God honors it. So I just want to thank you for being the example of someone who trusts Holy Spirit 100% and trusts, like, us, like, the students. And so, like, that's not, like, he just doesn't, I'm not the only one that he trusts, but, like, he trusts, like, all of you guys and trusts that God, like, the Holy Spirit, like, is alive and, like, that's, like, one of the things that God can speak to us, and that's part of the reason why we're like, why we're the ministry that we are is called alive, is because like we firmly hold on to like the truth that God is alive and God wants to interact with all of us. And so, yeah, I, I just wanted to say that before I even started. And also, like, I wanted to thank my mom and my dad for coming up. They're over there. Um, they. They literally are the best. Like, I was so, like, kind of in my own world last night when I was just kind of, like, freaking out. Half freaking out, half, like, just, like, oh, I got to, like, read, like, a zillion times and just, like, keep going, like, read through it again and again and again. And I'm like, okay, because this is actually happening tomorrow. I didn't even message them that I was speaking tonight until this morning. And yet they still, like, drove down from the Chicago suburbs to be here. So I just wanted to recognize them and thank them for coming. And... Yeah, so thank you, Mom and Dad. They're the best. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's a true story. Like everything Ryan said, like I kind of came up to him and like asked it. Did this like quick summary? It's just like I asked him, hey, Ryan, can I speak on Acts 2? One thing that he did say that he didn't mention in the story was he directly said, maybe. <laughs> and it was, it, it was a maybe that I, it was clearly like right, right the way he said it, like, 90% no chance, but I'm a pastor, so I'll pray about it. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> that, 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 was the, that was the 10% that there was an actual chance. And somehow it worked out. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it's been a super, like, crazy but, like, awesome, like, last, co like, last couple of days. And God's really just shown me so much, just even about, like, Holy Spirit, because Acts 2 is all about the Holy Spirit. And just even, like, how, like, in my life, like, the Holy Spirit has been such a big influence. And, like, I'm not, like, without the Holy Spirit, like, my life would be completely different. And, like, I'm sure, like, tons of other people in this room, like, could share the exact same testimony, the exact same story, where, like, the Holy Spirit has completely changed them. And the Holy, so even in Acts 2, like some of the stuff like Ryan was saying, it's like this passage of scripture is a huge deal because it like shapes like the direction of the church is going. It shapes the direction that like the young like church, the young believers, the first believers, like, like the 
direction they go. And so it's like, wow, like this is like coming off from Jesus and like his story and the disciples, how they like abandoned him and Jesus was crucified. And, but then God raised him from the dead and he like, and just like the gospel like was made so manifest. It's like Jesus came and conquered death. And so like with the disciples kind of coming off to that and like Ryan shared, it's like so like what Jesus was saying as he was like getting ready to leave and go back to heaven is like wait for the Holy Spirit. Wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things, even like, I didn't even talk to Ryan. I didn't know what Ryan's points were. But one of the things that God was highlighting to me is like, the Holy Spirit is a gift. And like, and one of the things is just super cool where God, uh, God brought me to so many different passages about like the Holy Spirit and about like his heart and how the Holy Spirit lines up with his heart. That it's like, there's no way I'll be able to share them all, which is crazy, but uh, I, I'll, I'll share a few of them. But one thing I want to say also before I get into the text is the Holy Spirit isn't just a topic that we discuss, but the Holy Spirit is a person. And like that person is here with us right now. And so there may be like times where I pause and just like listen because I like firmly believe that the Holy Spirit is here and the Holy Spirit wants to be heard and wants to be followed. And so I can't stand up here and say, like, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit without honoring the presence that he is here and that he wants to communicate. So, like, I, there may be, there may be, t- there probably will be times where I just pause and don't, like, say anything and, like, wait for the Holy Spirit because, like, that I'm like so confident that he wants to move and that he wants to touch not just the people in the front row, not just the people in the back row, but all of us. And like one of the, there's, yeah, God spoke to me so many different things that it's, it was so hard to narrow it down to just a couple, uh, just like 20 minutes or so. Um, But yeah, the Holy Spirit is, he's so good. So we're going to, so I gave a little bit of background and Ryan gave some talking about like the disciples. So they, so Jesus just went to heaven and he said, wait for the Holy Spirit. So they go back to Jerusalem and I'm going to start reading in Acts 2. So also the slides are very, very minimal. Like it's only the scriptures. So it's, didn't have too much time to prepare. So, but it, it'll be really good. So I'm going to start reading uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and then read through verse 4. All right. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven the sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues of fire appeared to them, And rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So I was just thinking about that image and what that looked like. Because I'm a I'm a visual guy. I mean, I'm kind of like Ryan, I like movies. So sometimes I like to think about like the Bible as like a movie. And I was just like thinking about the situation. It's like, okay, so there's people just gathered together in one space. So they're just kind of having a just prayer time or like they're just gathered together and then all of a sudden like the sound like a rushing wind comes 
And I'm just like, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, that, that's cool. It's something that you can hear, but then you can also see the effects of. And so is that, that's something that I think is really critical, where, like, you don't always see the Spirit moving, but, like, you can see the effects of it, and sometimes you can, like, hear it, just like the wind coming. And so I, I, love, I love that image that, like, uh, Paul or Luke, I'm not exactly sure who's writing Acts, I should have figured that out, but like, the, the, <laughs> it's Luke. Thanks, Rye. He, he knows what he's talking about. It's great. And, then, and also, like, tongues of fire. Like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that look like? It's like, and it's like it rested on each of them, but at the same time, like, and then they started speaking in, like, new languages and languages that people understand. And then, like, I turn the page because that's, like, the perfect page turn in my Bible. It's just, like, moving on to the next thing. But, <laughs> sorry, I'm just being goofy. But then, then it gets to the place where people recognize, like, what's going on, like, people outside of the room that they're in. And people are like, wait, like, they're talking about God in my own language. And one of the things that is crazy is that these people aren't, educated like they don't actually know those languages like most of the disciples were fishermen and one of the things that oh as I was studying like uh studying like this passage that I found out is that Pentecost is like a holiday that brought people from like all over the Mediterranean so even like it talks about how there was people who from Greek there's people from Libya there's people from Egypt I just said there were people from Greek it's Greece I'm sorry <laughs> forgive me but so there was people from all over, and like, <laughs> yeah, there was people from all over, and they all were hearing, like, like the message of God, like, being preached in their own language. And so, at the same time, they're like, all like, I'm thinking about this, and it's like, what are they thinking? Like, they got to be like, what the heck is going on in there? Like, this doesn't make sense. These guys aren't educated. And then, like, later on, like, somebody comes up with the idea. is like, kind of in a way of, like, mocking them. It's like, oh, they're drunk. They're drunk. And then I just, like, sit there. I'm thinking about it. It's like, that is the best idea that you can come up with. I mean, like, we go to school. A lot of us go to school at U of I. And we see a lot of, the, unfortunately, we see a lot of people who are drunk, like, walking around, like, on weekends and stuff. And the first thing that comes to their, to my mind when I think of someone who's drunk is not like somebody knowing a completely new language and getting a much higher level of intelligence because they're inebriated. In fact, it works the opposite way, where like they look like complete fools, like walking around, barely even being able to walk. And so I'm not sure exactly how like they actually thought of that conclusion. It was like, they just were drinking some wine. I'm like, and... I mean, Peter eventually, like, addresses that, and, like, Peter sets up, and he's like, hey, guys, like, there's no way we're drinking wine. Like, these guys, it's, it's early in the morning, like, it doesn't make sense, like, customly, and, like, if you think about it, like, these guys, we are not educated in a way where even if we did know this language, we could do it while, like, inebriated and stuff, and so one of the things, so he, so Peter take, took charge, and it's like, they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. And so he comes and he knows that a lot of the people in like this crowd, so a large crowd is forming uh, just because it's very, very weird. And which I mean is understandable. It's like people are just randomly speaking in different languages and other people understand. And it's like, wow, that's a, that's a very interesting and a very chaotic picture. And, but Peter, 
Peter like recognizes what, what God is doing and like what the Spirit is doing. So he uh, calls out and, and like talks about like the book of Joel, which is a pro, which is a Joel is a prophet who talked about like this day and talked about the coming of the Holy Spirit hundreds of years before. And so that like is a way that all of the Hebrews, all of the Jews would have known about the prophet Joel and known these prophecies because that's one of the things that they did in their culture is they studied like the prophets and the books of the law like verbatim where they knew all of these passages. And so like Peter is one of those guys who definitely didn't do his studying and he was out like fishing, like he's a fisherman. So he was like catching fish. So he was not in the in class or like not in the cool group, I don't know, cool group studying, but like he is able to recognize like through the power of the Holy Spirit what it is. And so I'm going to, so it starts, so he reads, but this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. That's what Peter says. And then he reads off what the prophet Joel said. And in these last days, it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall see dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. So that is just super powerful because it connects what was happening there and the spirit being poured out in all flesh. And, and in a way that, like, the audience completely understood. And so one of the things that I think is so critical about, like, this, these verses is that it's, like, all flesh. Like, there isn't people who are included, like, excluded. Like, men, women, servants, like, everyone. And that, so one of, like, the main things, like, that I want to, like, convey to you is, like, the Holy Spirit is for everybody. Like, it's not just for the pastors or the people who are, I don't know, sitting in the front row or the people who are, like, the leaders that Ryan gave me a chance to preach. But it's for everybody. And it's for, like, it's, it's something that the Holy Spirit, that, that's just one thing that I want to say time and time again, and I'll probably say it more because it really is so powerful that, like, God sees the value in all of us to the point where he is willing to give us this amazing gift of the Holy Spirit. And so, like, that captures all of their attention, all of the people surrounding them. And then Peter goes and talks about the gospel, talks about, like, Jesus and how, like, many of them, many of the people that were in Jerusalem were in the Jerusalem, like, at the time when Jesus was crucified. And so he brings up, like, the Son of God came, and the Son of God came, and then you didn't recognize him, and then you decided that you wanted to kill him. And it, one of those things that you know that, like, these people were a part of it, because crucifixions were a very, very public thing. It wasn't like they, oh, like, they executed them in prison. It was they brought, brought them out, paraded them through the, th- through the city, and then, like, set, like from... Yeah, bring them through the city and then, like, execute them on a hill outside of the city. So, like, people knew when crucifixions were happening. And so, like, all, all these people know the story of Jesus and know the story of, like, oh, there's this guy, like, yeah, like, 
it was debatable whether, like, I'm sure they're thinking to themselves, it was kind of debatable whether or not, like, no one really knew if he was actually guilty or not. But, um, but that's not where the story ends. And so uh, Peter comes in and he's like, but God, but God intervened and raised him from the dead. And so, like, it, it was one of those things, one of those moments where, like, people saw, like, wait, like, our, like, God, ultimately, like, God's will, like, will prevail, like, even if we try to crucify the Savior of the world that he sent. And so, um, Peter, like, really hits the nail on the head, and I'm going to start reading again in verse uh, 37. And so, now, so it reads, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, your children, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And then in verse 41 it says, So those who received this word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. And so... I'm just like thinking about this from a perspective like the Holy, just a quick like snapshot. The Holy Spirit came and then like there was just all this confusion. Even like I think about like what were the disciples thinking when this came and like it talks about how everybody else was confused and I'm like thinking like wait if I was in this and nothing like this has ever happened before like I would be very confused and somehow like Peter through this like recognizes that this is what God had promised. That this is what God, like, what even like in John, in, I'm just going to quick, quick shoot over to John 16. We don't have the scripture, but um, like it's super, super, uh, super cool. Like God was just showing me this. But in John chapter 16, Jesus is talking about uh, like leaving and talking about when, uh, and his disciples are just like, hey, yeah, you know, okay, whatever, Jesus, like. But, okay, so, all right, where is it? Um, I, okay, so verse 7, I mean, if you have your Bibles, you can look it up. But it says, uh, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And so I always think about that, and I'm like, wait. Like that, I, so often in my life, I don't think of the Holy Spirit as an advantage to us to have above Jesus. Like that is something that doesn't make logical sense in my mind. Like and initially, where it's like I had to unpack this and unpack this again. And even like it's, it still is like a little bit like, I was thinking about like what Jesus could have accomplished if he hadn't like, died and hadn't passed away like how many people would have been would have followed him how many people would have like come to worship him as lord and savior and i'm like wow like he could have transformed the entire world and i'm like that would have been so that'd be so cool and but like but 
he, he says that in verse 7 that like it's to our advantage that he goes away because if he doesn't go, the Holy Spirit isn't going to come. The Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the helper that he's talking about. Um, and that just, like, I was just thinking about that when Ryan was talking about the Holy Spirit being a gift. Like, this is something that is a good gift. Like, the gift of the Holy Spirit is, like, it's so good. And so, <laughs> and so I mean, it's, it's crazy, but... It's funny. Uh, uh, It's goofy. It's so good. Um, Yes. Yeah. Wow. God, you're so good. Like we thank you. Sorry, I just need to pause. That was that was a slight tangent. I wasn't actually going to go there, but I did anyway. Like, God's good. Oh wow. So there there are like three main things that like in Acts chapter 2, that um, I really, I see and I really believe that like God wants um, us to step into because one of the things that uh, the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is like, is an experience too where like so much of the Holy Spirit can, Holy Spirit does so much. Like it, like as as looking more into it, like he helps us really understand the scripture and reveal scripture to us, and like he is the comforter, like he is a comforter for us, and so is, and so and, and at the same time, like, <laughs> like in uh, John sixteen where he talks about like the helper, like there's and then as well as that, it's like there's spiritual gifts and like the fruit of the spirit, and so there like the Holy Spirit is one of the most like. I want to. I want to choose my words carefully here, but I I would say like one of the most important like things to talk about people person like one of the most like important like persons to talk about because like if we can really like grasp and cling to like the Holy Spirit like it'll change our lives in such an amazing way and so there there was three things that. Um, like, I was really putting on my heart for today from, like, this passage. And first was uh, the tongues. Like, and I, I really believe, like, I am a firm believer that, like, tongues is very, very beneficial. And it's something that is, necess- like, necessary, like, in, like, our walk with God. And, and so, like, and it's something that we see, like, right next to that was, like, something that it was a clear sign of the Holy Spirit. And the second thing that I really feel that God has like wants to highlight is boldness. And we see that like with Peter. And when Peter is like and I mean we realize later that the it's the it's a crowd of thousands of people. And Peter is a guy who just like a couple weeks ago or I'm not sure the exact timeline, but he denied Jesus. Like he was he thought that like when Jesus died and he denied him that he had no part in the future plan that like God was in the future plan of like like Christ and after the resurrection. And so like it's crazy to think about like how he is the one who's stepping up and addressing like the crowd. And the third thing that I really um feel like God was talking about actually Ryan mentioned was like empowerment and like being empowered. And so that we don't see as much in this passage, 
but we will like be like like we'll see through the rest of the book of Acts where like the it's all about like how like the the the, the disciples went from being like when how the disciples went from pretty much being just fishermen, totally lost, just hanging out in a room, to people who totally shaped the course of history and become world changers through, like, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, one of the things that God was really just uh, putting on my heart is to share examples from my life. And so, like, um, uh, one of the things, this is a little bit of, it's a pretty personal example, but um, so... I, in uh, a couple summers ago, one of my uh, best friends from high school uh, uh, drowned in uh, in an accident, and uh, she passed away. And it was something that, like, I had a really, really hard time, like, dealing with just because she was, it was, she was so alive and so filled with just a desire to live every moment as if it was her last, it, it seemed not right that she was taken. And so it was one of those moments where, like, I didn't know, like, what to say to God. Like, I had no idea what, like, I could say. Like, and so what, like, I did was, so I prayed, I prayed, whenever I'd spend time with Jesus, I would pour out my heart, like, in tongues. And what that, what that is, so a lot of, so it comes from, it's, so what, like, tongues is, is your spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of you, like, praying in a way that your mind doesn't understand. And so that sounds kind of weird, but at the same time, like, it's super profound where, like, I was able, like, my spirit was able to, like, ask God questions and do stuff with God, like, to, like talk to God about it without, like, my mind comprehending it. And so it was one of those things where, like, that helped me process that situation so much more. And, like, I was, like, able to have a peace that surpassed understanding because I was, I didn't, un- I didn't have to understand. And because my mind wasn't connected to what, like, my spirit was pouring out before Jesus, like, I was able to, like, receive, like, have, like, peace in a situation that there really, sh- it wasn't a logical way to have peace. And so, like, that was, that's just... And that's just a story. And so, like, honestly, like, in that super challenging time of my life, like, my intimacy with God, like, my one-on-one time with Jesus, like, increased uh, in a way where it's, like, I don't fully, like, understand exactly, like, how that works. But, like, um, one of the things, and so it's, so that was kind of, that was, I rambled a little bit there, but, like, it's one thing, like, Speaking in tongues has like been like a had a huge impact on like on my walk with God. And it sounds kind of weird, and I'm sure it is, but at the same time, like even like stepping out, that is faith. And like it talks about like it's in in, like, in Hebrews, I believe, it talks about that it's impossible to please God without faith. And so like in in like that like super challenging, super hard circumstance, like because of like me reaching out in faith, like God like reached back to me in a way that was like so powerful. And <laughs> yeah, it's even like 
my heart still like aches and yearns that because I mean I don't fully understand like why all of that happened but the thing though is that like I don't have to I don't have to understand and one of um one of the uh just a quote by Bill Johnson that has really impacted me um uh he talked about that like to get like the peace that passes understanding we need to let go of our right to understand and so it's that that, that just like really like I, I learned that after like the whole situation and I read that quote but I'm like wow that totally summarizes what God was doing in that uh, in that moment in that season and it was and I really wanted to share that just because like praying in tongues was a big part of that and it's not like God wouldn't have like given me peace without it but it was like he chose to use that in my life like for that reason and so um, so that was kind of like the my story with with tongues and um, with boldness I I kind of wanted to just uh raise a challenge where it's like, what do we want to see on this campus? Like, and are we bold enough to go after it? Because the Holy Spirit, like, made Peter bold enough to speak out in front of thousands and thousands of people. And so, like, in my heart, I'm like, God, like, why is it so hard for me to talk to my classmate about you? Why is it so hard to like, it, like talk to my classmate who's planning on going to party like all weekend? And like, why can't my heart break for them as much as your heart yearns for them? Like, how am I not bold enough? Like, Lord, like, and I'm just thinking to myself, it's like, God, like, I need this boldness. And like, I can't be afraid of what other people think about me. Because at the moment, like, I step out, and I step out of like, I step into fear, like I'm stepping away from the love of Christ. And like in 1 John 4, it talks about how there is no fear in love, like absolutely none. So when we are stepping out in fear, we are moving away from love and we are moving away from God because God is love. And so one of the, so like with like the boldness, like we can't be afraid to love in the way that Jesus loved. And the third, the third one is um, being empowered. And w- with, with this, like, I really feel like God wants to deposit, like, just something, an understanding in our minds that God works outside of our boxes. That so often we put, like, a box around God where it's like, oh, God can w- do this. God can do that. God can do that. But, like, God is completely works outside of our boxes. And, like, an example of that is, Last year when we were at Alive, like, um, <laughs> this, I laugh at this story because it's so simple, but yet, like, so profound and teaches, shows the example of, like, how God, like, isn't defined by our expectations or our thoughts. So I was, um, I, one of my buddies, uh, who, whose name was John, so many of you guys may know him, but um, he came to Alive last year, and uh, so he, he had, like, it was pretty early on in uh, the year, but we had, uh, so he had gotten into a motorcycle accident. And so like he had hurt his shoulder, hurt his knee, hurt his ankle, kind of the whole right side of it. And I was just like, hey, like, hey, can I pray for you really quick? And like, it was eight o'clock. And so we all had to like move in. And so I'm like, Lord Jesus, or it's like, be healed in Jesus name, tapped my hand on his shoulder and we walked inside. And 
I was just kind of hanging around in the back. I'm not sure why, but he comes back to me. And he's like, hey, like, I'm completely healed. And I'm like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, no, like, like there, there had, like, been something, like, bigger. But, like, I realized that I had, like, and it was, it was true. Like, you could ask him to this day. Like, even, like, later, like, he introduced me to his dad a couple weeks later. And he's like, hey, that was the guy who, like, prayed for me. Well, he barely prayed for me. <laughs> but, and it was just one of those things where, like, with God, like, all things are possible. And, like, who are we to, like, decide what is possible with God because I mean even like you see this time and time again like God like breaks people out of their comfort zone but at the same time like still has them in his hands and so uh one uh one thing I uh so yeah so that's uh being empowered and yeah and so I want to, so this is one thing that God really uh, put on my heart is that, yeah, God put a lot of stuff in my heart. Yeah, I keep saying that. It's, it's like, there, there was like a lot of stuff that God showed me. And it was one of those things where I was like thinking about like, why is there just so much stuff that I just got all of a sudden, like about like a whole, like just the Holy Spirit and stuff. And, and God was just really speaking, speaking to me. He was like, hey, like you, like think about like, trying to describe someone that you have known for years and years and years and just tell somebody all about them in just a quick moment. Like, it's hard, and you, like, think about, like, memories where it's, like, I, 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 I want, I hope, like, Holy Spirit is the same way for all of us. And even, like, where it's, like, I don't know where to start with Holy Spirit just because Holy Spirit has worked so much in my life. And, like, there is so many, like, like different stories like I could share about like times where like God has like come through and just like busted my paradigm of like what I think God is. Um, yeah, and so one thing, the last thing I wanna say is I, I wanna share a story. Um, and then and then Rye, you can come up. Uh, you can come up. Hey, you're, you're looking ready, you got, you got something. So I'm excited, I'm excited. But uh so like the the last thing so uh <laughs> when uh when my uh yeah holy spirit uh, you're so good but one one thing so when 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 I was when me and my brothers were little like our dad used to do this uh th- like this activity that he we called a rocket man and so <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you probably remember that. But like what it was was we would just uh we would just go up to him and say like hold our hands up and say rocket man, rocket man. And he would like pick us up and just like carry us around like a rocket ship. And it was one of those things where we didn't exactly know what was happening or what was going to happen. But at the same time like we didn't know if we were going to go left or if we were going to go right or if we were going to get spun around. But we knew that we were like safe, and we knew that like, um, like we were safe, and we knew. And so it's the same thing with Holy Spirit. So like when Holy Spirit like comes and He moves, like some a lot of times we don't know exactly what to expect, but we know that He's a good Father, and that like God is our protector, and so like we don't have to be afraid or worried about like what 
is going to happen because he is faithful even when we're not faithful. And so that's, that's the last story I want, uh, want to end with. And so like with that, like, I'll, I'll invite Ryan back up. And I, Man, can we yeah. give John a round of applause? Good job, bro. Worship team, do you guys want to come back up here, please? Man, this, uh, you know, God honors faith. And he, he hit the nail right in the head. What pleases God is faith. And, uh, you know, John just said, you know, he obviously found out he was speaking last night. But he's been soaking and meditating and praying on this scripture since early December when I asked him. You know, but it takes faith. It, talk, it takes a, a da- audacious faith, you know, to say, hey, can I speak on Acts 2? And then he even, it's so cool Mike's here because he even actually asked me. He's like, hey, do you think the pastors would come out? And, and like, and not, not like to hear him. And I never even told Mike that. So I don't know what made Mike come tonight, but that's awesome that he asked that and Mike came. And Mike's the boss of all the pastors, so that kind of makes <laughs> sense, right? It's like he, he's all the pastors in one. No. Okay. Um, but man, can we just honor John again? So Lord, I just bless him. Yeah, yeah, we can clap for him. Go ahead, clap for him. And God, just thank you for what you did through John. And, and guys, next week, if you've ever been to Encounter Experience Night, we just have room. There's going to be a small teaching, but a lot of time for worship and be encountered by his love. And, and so if this kind of freaks you out, like, I don't know about tongues, if that can happen to me, we're going to hear a powerful testimony next week about a girl who thought that same thing. But yet God has used tongues just as a weapon, as a way to know God better. So don't let it freak you out. Just say, Lord, have your way. We're not, we're not here to make everyone speak in tongues. We just want you to know Jesus better. And it happens through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives us the gift of tongues because it able, enables us to know him better. And that's why we exist. That's why Alive exists. That's why the Vineyard Church exists, to know Jesus better. So, and thanks so much for sharing. Love you, brother. And all right. Love you. Yeah, that's a moment. All right, Ben, hit those lights. So if you guys want to stand up with me, we're going to go back into worship. And, you know, there's this song that we're going to sing. We sang it once last semester called The Simple Gospel. And, and really what the simple gospel is, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And so I just ask you to ask yourself as you sing this song, just, we just lift out your hands and say, Holy Spirit, do something new in me. I want to know Jesus more. I want to know Jesus more because when he comes back, I want him to know me. And just, just listen to this verse. I just feel like I'm supposed to read this verse over you. And if the Spirit, and if the Spirit, the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. So what does that mean? That means he gives us hope when we're sad. That means he he gives us the power to get back up when we've fallen down. That, That means he gives us a love for family members and friends and other people in this life that hurt us when we can't love them, but by his spirit, by his power within us, we love them. We pray faith. We pray prayers that other people think are silly, but we believe that can heal people, that we believe that dead can be raised to life, that we believe that people that we thought never would know Jesus can get to know Jesus by his spirit within us, that we believe people who are supposed to go to jail won't, that God moves in ways that only he can through the power of his spirit living in you, Michael Sacco, 
living in you, Cassie Clark, living in each and every single one of us. Do we believe that we can be the change that this world needs by his love and his life and his living presence living within us? So as we sing this song, let's remember the gospel is simple. It's actually five letters. J-E-S-U-S.
So uh, sometimes when the Holy Spirit speaks, it speaks in new ways, in ways that we haven't planned. But Rachel Dargatz, one of our worship leaders, came up to me before, before the service really even started and said, Rye, I really believe there's someone here tonight that doesn't know Jesus and that this is going to be their night to truly not just say these words but experience God's presence in a way that they never has before, in a way where they really give their life to Jesus and ask Jesus to be coming to their hearts to change them and to make them into the amazing, beautiful, wonderful person they've been created to be. So at this time, we're going to have our leaders go in the back. John's going to be back there, and the other leaders are going to be back there. And if this is that word for you, I'm going to invite Rachel to come up here to say something, but this is a place, a safe place, where someone can pray with you and say, hey, I've been where you're at. I didn't know Jesus. Where I've been where you're at. And I've, I've tongues or Holy Spirit freaked me out. And maybe you're feeling uncomfortable right now. We want to say, that's okay. I promise you, you'll never be the same. Hey guys. So, like Bryce said, my name's Rachel. And uh, first and foremost, I just want to say one of the other senses I really have is just people who are being really blocked by fear right now. And just in general, in life. And personally, um, I've known Jesus my whole life growing up, um, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that my life has been perfect. And in fact, um, I've really, really struggled with perfectionism. And really, really, you know, when people would say, oh, what's your biggest fear? You know, I'd be like, oh, I'm not really afraid of a lot, but I'm cripplingly afraid of failure. And, you know, the Bible tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that means not even us. Like, we try to remove ourselves. Like, oh, no, God would never, God would want me. I'm not good enough. I keep trying. I keep failing. And that's not the message of God. That's not the message of this simple gospel. The simple gospel is we all get to know God. We all get to know Jesus. And so if there's that fear in your heart, just for anything, it may be perfectionism. It may be because of something specific. It may be just you've got a tough semester coming up. Please come back and get prayer from us because Jesus breaks out that fear. Jesus has perfect love, and perfect love casts out fear. So we want to speak that, first of all. And secondly, I just want to reiterate, I've never felt this before. I'm not usually somebody who's focused on salvation. I get more words from people and encouragement. But I knew, like, in the first song, I just felt my heart just had this hole in it. And just felt this, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like there was a pit right in my heart. And it could just feel the emptiness. And this may not be the first time you've ever said yes to Jesus. Maybe it is. But this may be just something where you're like, I don't fully know him. I don't fully know him. I've tried to separate myself or I felt separated or I just haven't gotten it. And I can tell and I'm feeling it right now. I could feel it during how he loves that there was just this new revelation that was falling. So I just want to say if that's you that you want to recommit or that you want to commit for the first time, I'm stepping out in faith and I'm being bold. I've never done this before, <laughs> but I have faith and I'm going to go boldly and I just hope you'll join me. So if that's you, I'm heading right to the back right now. I would love to pray for you for any of those things or for anything else in this room. All right, we're going to turn it back to the worship team and let them leave another song. But I just encourage you guys to come get prayer because we're a family and we want to love together. We want to grow together. We want to go after Jesus together.
song tonight and we're going to sing together and I think about my walk with God and it amazes me that he always brings me back to this song and my favorite part of the song we say spirit lead me where my trust is without borders guys I believe tonight that he's calling us to walk forward to a deeper relationship with him. I believe there's more that he has to do in this place tonight. So I encourage you, wherever you're at right now, whether you're in the back, or you're in the front, wherever you're at, press into the Father during this song. I, I challenge you. Because I believe that he has a promise that he wants to make to each of us tonight. That if we say yes to him, pursue after him, he will pursue us right back. He's never stopped pursuing us. So let's sing this together.
thank you so much for tonight. I thank you that every time we come together in this place, you take us even deeper into your love. And God, I thank you for the change and the revival that is stirring on this campus. God, I pray as we go tonight, we will stand firm and know that you are there, Holy Spirit. You are there, Jesus. You are there, God, everywhere we are. So I pray that we will go tonight walking in victory. Thank you for your love, Jesus, in your name. Amen. All right, guys, well, we love you so much. You still would like some prayer. We have some awesome leaders in the back. Otherwise, we will see you this week at small groups or next week at Encounter Night. Awesome. Thank you, guys. We love you.